welcome back. <laughs> Let me try that again. Hello, and welcome back to Our Dramatic Assets. My name is Rebecca Ann Bloom. And I'm Ryan McGregor. And this is a podcast where we're not quite sure what our theme is at this point anymore, but we still like doing it, so we're still going to try. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah. We we didn't plan well for this episode. Normally, we have a theme and a plan. We're just going to go for it, and it's okay. Yeah. So typically, we talk about what's happening in the media, what's happening in our lives, how those intersect. This time, I'm not quite sure. And that's okay. We hope you enjoy. Yeah. We usually like to talk about some things that interest us that are going on in pop culture, in the news, in the media. We like to dissect that. So one of the things that have been interesting is everything that's going on with army hammer and i know that you've done some research on that so would you like to give an introduction for our listeners okay so uh this is this is march 2021 for anyone that might be listening to this in the future just for the record in january yes just for the record in january of 2021 uh army hammer uh got into a little bit of a scandal that has uh, since continued and so just to summarize a little bit, what happened is that some a questionable messages between him and a number of female people were leaked mm-hmm. primarily through an Instagram spam account. Most of those images, the screenshots of texts and Instagram chats between him and the females in question, not in question, the females that proposed that he was inappropriate have since been deleted um so while i was researching i could only find one uh one example it really it kind of sent the whole world into a tizzy the whole entertainment district into a tizzy because it is showing that he has bdsm interests yeah as well as cannibalism interests these conversations between these him and these women were deemed as very questionable in nature because of how graphic they were. Right. So I think we, I think I need to point out that I'm not here to support any form of abuse in any way, shape, or form. Nor am I here to, nor are we here to kink shame, fetish shame. What goes, what people enjoy uh, sexually is that is your choice. We're not here to make any claims of morality. I think what Ryan and I are very interested in, in terms of this particular case, is when did society become so interested in the personal lives of celebrities? When did that become something that we would deem worthy of ending someone's career? Because that's essentially what's happening with him right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think society has sort of made a moral judgment. And if his fantasies are unhealthy, of course, he should talk to someone about that if that's detrimental. And the allegations are always to be taken very seriously. And I just am thinking his career is over because of what has come out and what has been said. And I'm not sure what actually happened because you or I weren't there. Mm-hmm. The things that I did read were very, I mean, they're not for me 
<laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. One of the quotes was talking about which body part he would like to make into barbecue, which, you know, I love a good barbecue, but <laughs> I don't want to eat anyone's ribs. It's wild when you read that, when you listen to it. it ca- yeah, it just kind of it boggles my mind. But then also, like, if I was in this position or if you were in this position as a, as a male, Ryan, mm-hmm. what do you feel is your business and what do you feel is the public's business? That's a good question. I think if he's crossed a line, if he's acted inappropriately, if he's done something that's hurt somebody else, that's crossed the line. And there are consequences for that. I do think that just because he's an actor doesn't mean he doesn't deserve privacy in his personal life. And that has sort of spilled over into the public mood and the public sphere and with a lot of um, issues that come to the public's attention, they automatically have their verdict. They make it and that's it. And then it sort of, the damage is sort of done. You mentioned why we're so interested in celebrities' lives. I do think that people want to be associated with celebrities and sometimes for the good and the bad because that is that's where the attention is that's what everybody's focusing on mhm i was listening to another podcast um i'm a big fan of this podcast um and it's called a word that i cannot remember uh your that's the word your <laughs> you, <laughs> you're wrong about <laughs> Shout out to this podcast. Um, It's been filling my afternoons with delight. Uh, But one of their episodes, they talked about the Clinton kind of scandal and the impeachment. And it was around that time in our lives, the life that I had not started leading because I was not alive, um, but (laughs) in society's life, that people started to care less about what the person was doing, in this case, a president, in terms of policy, they started caring less about that and more about what he was doing in the bedroom. (laughs) But also, they stopped caring about him and they focused a lot of the attention on the, the person he was having an affair with. Yeah. I think that really molded the way our lens focuses on people that are authority figures or celebrities. Absolutely. That is true. And I'm also I'm also wondering what social media has and how does that impact how we view celebrities because this was all Army Hammer's scandal was all started through Instagram and through screenshots. And so one would ask if this was a different era, would we even know about it? And how would we have gotten that information? Well, that's true. We do live in a different time now. And that that social media, like you said, that's with everything now that can be, you have photographic evidence, you have video evidence, any sort of trail. And I think a lot of this goes back to celebrities, politicians, people in power. You know, we are supposed to respect them. 
and we you 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 do respect them and they're supposed to be in that position because it's noble and they've earned that and it's a position of power and we don't realize that actually they're not infallible actually that they do things that could be considered immoral they do they make mistakes they lie they do things like everybody else just because the former a former president was accused of cheating or infidelity doesn't mean that he can't be president really in my eyes that's just that's a reflection on your marriage which is not my business as a voter but back then it seemed to be something that well now that this has all come out then you can't be president anymore and you can be impeached for it and i just think it's interesting now where a lot more has surfaced about public figures and actually something in canada even that's come out in the last couple of weeks and i don't think this issue mm-hmm. has gotten a lot of attention was the fact that the governor general of canada and the allegations that were accused of bullying and that eventually led to the resignation and you know that's that's pretty unacceptable people have to be called out for that yeah that's a very good point about uh, julie payette former governor general of canada those allegations were about harassment in the workplace right to me that is an important distinction the fact that these allegations were kind of not really dealt with appropriately up until now. My hesitation, though, <clears throat> is whether perhaps I am dismissing the allegations that are against Army Hammer unfairly. I don't. I don't know. I mean, with the Me Too movement, with a lot of the current awareness around sexual abuse, domestic violence just inappropriate misogyny <laughs> um i don't i don't want to take away from any testimony that has been brought forward by people that have been abused yeah i guess there it's just really complex and trying to paint something with just one stroke black or white yay or nay this is acceptable this is not acceptable I guess that's just really not the best way to do anything. Perhaps that's kind of the answer to my query. What I would say to that is I think unfortunately when it comes to when it comes to abuse, when it comes to bullying in particular, I think men get away with it more than women. Mm-hmm. Also with the royal family Mary, uh Harry rather and Meghan the fact that she was treated poorly by the British tabloids now is being accused of bullying herself. And and I think she just recently released a statement saying that this is defaming her character. Mm-hmm. It is very complicated, these things. And when they play out on social media, it's kind of like we are the trial by social media. We only see what has been said. We don't really know still. And we're just assuming and that sells papers and that creates buzz and attention. And and so the industry thrives on these rumors. That's really it, isn't it? The industry thrives on these rumors and these scoops, these inside statements, these, ooh, did you know about this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I just finished. I didn't finish. I gave up. Um, 
I finished internally watching this season of The Bachelor because I got very bogged down by the drama within it. There's that whole uh, scandal with Rachel. What's her last name? Do you know her last name? No, but I am familiar with the scandal and I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Also, there was some controversy with Chris. Yes. I've started watching it when Tasha was on the show and she started talking about being open about George Floyd and the protests and the movement, what was going on. And then there was the first Black Bachelor. Mm-hmm. What And what do you think of that as being sort of revolutionary for a TV show that was predominantly white for its entirety? I think it's great that they made an effort to have some form of ethnic diversity in terms of The Bachelor. I don't think that that is enough. I don't think we should just be patting ourselves on the back. Just being like, hey, we had one black bachelor. We're good to go. We are so open and representative and blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah, great. You had that. And yes, you did have a diverse cast of women. I guess maybe I also have just an issue with the concept of the show in general. Yeah. Because it really puts women against women. And I, it really breaks my heart. It broke my heart. I've never really watched The Bachelor. This was the first time I kind of got into it. And the amount of inner fighting and drama between these women really stressed me out. I felt like it was very toxic. I also, I'm sure it has to do with editing as well. Oh, for sure. There was that this scandal with Rachel Kirk- Kirkland. So sorry if I said the name wrong. And then um, as a result, as a consequence of this issue, the host has had to step away. I have lots of questions on why that was the appropriate move. Um, I feel as though his intentions were not to discredit anyone that is of color. The fact that that had to happen, that he had to remove himself as the host, I think is is sad. Um, and then I also think that, I just think the whole issue is kind of meh. <laughs> um, as a viewer, yeah. Um, because it really just took away from the show, the elements of the show that I might have found endearing. Yeah. Do you think this is happening because of what the public mood is well how can we define that right now i think we're very wrapped up in cancel culture and i would like to potentially counter proposal uh against cancel culture yeah i'll dip my toe in that water um (laughs) i feel as though it really doesn't I think the attempt of cancel culture was to hold people accountable for inappropriate actions, which I support. But I feel as though what we have created is an environment that doesn't stand for understanding the entirety of the situation. And I feel like people don't have a chance to learn and grow and change within this culture quote unquote culture that we have created yeah and on this podcast we've talked about in previous episodes we are we're liberal we support these causes we believe in we're passionate about human rights and 
racial equality and marriage equality and and sort of all these things that we always talk about that we we relate to in our daily lives so we never tried to discredit it but we're also saying like sit take a step back and think about what you're seeing and hearing and reading and something that i thought was really interesting was <laughs> eddie murphy recently was talking about comedy and he was saying that comedy everyone loves comedy and people still want comedy but tastes change and i thought that was interesting and he also said that right now people are a little bit not as open to jokes and that i took that as it's because of cancel culture and because of a culture that is also very PC where a joke that is okay. That's funny. People are really personally offended to their core. What do you think about that? Do you like comedy? I love comedy. Uh, I, yeah, absolutely. And I think a huge element of comedy is the fact that the, uh, person that is being comedic is able to make fun of something that is, Currently in that the social sphere as as other, whether that mm-hmm. has to do with race yeah. or body image, there's many things. It's essentially taking the piss of yourself. <laughs> I do feel like people are not as comfortable with it. And I don't know if that's good or bad because, yes, we are trying to create a more representate representative world view a view that is not just here for tolerance um or for like we all just sweep this issue under the rug and deal with it in 50 years like that's great but also where is the fun like i can make fun of myself as a black woman that doesn't mean that i am discrediting myself as a black woman yeah I'm even myself very cognizant of what I say, even though people want me to say people want me to be as honest as possible. And I think this podcast is great because I think we are organic and we do we we say what's on our mind, but we try to be respectful because we know we're not the only ones in the room, but we're still we're all here to learn. So I think that's the best way to be. But I want to shift gears slightly on this because I think people are are bullies on on set i think that's still a really big problem in the industry and celebrities and it's it's anyone that's in a position of power you can't mistreat your chef your housekeeper your maid like it is a privilege to be in that position it's like it is a privilege to be on netflix there is no problem in being nice that is not encouraged enough it brings up another <laughs> phrase of another scandal. Um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer has been over the news recently. I'm really glad you just mentioned that. Just because of Josh Whedon? Whedon? Whedon. Jo- Josh Whedon? The allegations of really strong inappropriate conduct on set. Yeah. I mean, I have never been on a set yet, uh, but you have. Have you experienced any mistreatment? I wouldn't call it to that level that Good. is being described on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is really unfortunate because, yeah, because the legacy of the show and everything 
Sarah Michelle Gellar is forced to come out and make a statement about it. It's really just, it's really embarrassing and it's really, it's awful and it's happening. It has happened. I believe that it was going on at the time because this is what Hollywood has been keeping a secret for a very long time on set. I, I've been talked to kind of rudely. I've been basically, you know, told to go here and do this and sort of be directed around like cattle. But I also know that I wasn't getting paid as much as everybody else. And I also know that you don't have to talk to me like that. You can, you don't have to say to me, why are you here? I didn't ask for you to be here. I don't understand why these people are standing in front of me as a director. Like you could just, you could really just be nice. And I did see a director scream at a background performer and say, I, you know, I could kick you off set. I don't need this. I'm working long days. I was like, I'm going to avoid it as much as I possibly could. I wasn't going to ruffle any feathers. And that's the sort of attitude that I went in with. I also, I have realized that if I was to ever go on set, um, I carried this. I already am apprehensive about it. And I am apprehensive as I go into a new stage setting or, um, a new project with a new boss. Like there, I always feel like there's this air of don't fuck up. Um, (laughs) I am curious as when that started happening, not just for myself personally. Yeah. When we became scared of failure and being wrong and being afraid of making mistakes to survive in society you have to be liked and you want to be liked so for me i think it's doing everything in my power to be likable make sure i say things that people like to act like people like because that's what you want if anything that i might think of to say or creatively to do that i put out there that would possibly not be liked by people well that's just that's a nightmare that's a failure even if it's just I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't get it. You know, one person says that is not the end of the world, but yet it feels like it is. So why is that? Why do we put that pressure on ourselves when we just need to allow ourselves to be creative? It's taking criticism and, and really evaluating what people say as feedback. If people say, I think you could have done this better. And you either have to take that and say, yeah, I could have, or if you really feel like you did what you were asked to do, then you can say that and you have a good point of a rebuttal. Otherwise, you know, it's not good on you as the talent also to be attacking because it means that you can't take criticism and that's not going to fly in the business either. Mm -hmm. I've spoken with many mentors and there has always been a strong emphasis on making sure wherever whatever you're doing, you show up, you're timely, you shut up most of the time, unless you are needed to speak. And it's not necessarily a respect thing. Like, yes, you should respect the people that you are working with. You should respect the space that you are in. But it's 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 above that level of just decency. It is more like your you can be replaced. You are disposable, and if you mess up, then you are no longer, like, people are not interested in you. Your time has happened, it has come, and it has gone. Yeah. Uh, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian, and what she said, and all I have to say is, 
you were getting away with all the stuff that you were saying on social media. I loved her on the show. And all she had to do was not say those things on social media and she would have been on the show is how I sort of see it from my perspective and kicked off the show. So we've talked a lot about celebrities and people in media and what they showcase, whether it's good or bad. And so I guess my final question, maybe not final question, but my summary thought on this is, or what is the grounds for removal and dismissal of a person and I guess their career? What is the tolerance line? Um, if we if we do a call back to the beginning of this episode where we talk about Army Hammer, I stated that that's probably the end of his career. And, you know, he's had he's had some ups and downs. Um, he's had quite a few blockbuster misses. Uh, but then he's also been in notable works like The Man from Uncle, The Social Network, Call Me by Your Name. Yeah. That one's that would really like put him up there. And and even then, during the Call Me by Your Name like explosion, the fan frenzy, he was known to have like tweets about BDSM. He had talked about it openly in interviews. He it, there was never yeah. a moment where he, he was untrue to his character of what he liked in terms of 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 BDSM and that form of personal life. But now that this has been released to the public, um, we care more. Before it was kind of like, oh, he likes some tweets, and that's kind of mm, that's a little odd, but okay. To which he deleted his Twitter account. Now we're like, oh, this isn't okay. And he's now been dropped by his agency. He's been dropped by his publisher. He's moved out of his girlfriend's house. Like, he is he is hitting the bottom. The rock bottom. Yes. Now, uh, Devil's Advocate would say, like, he's a white man. He's got a lot of money. He's the heir of a oil fortune due to his parents. He'll be fine. Like, it's whatever. Cool. Great. Yeah. Really, realistically, should this have ended his career? If we're talking about, as you mentioned earlier in the episode, kinks, I I think a lot of people wouldn't want to show their employer their search history. And a lot of people wouldn't want people to know what they like and how how far that kind of goes so that shouldn't really have played too much of a role for me it was whether or not he did something that was non-consensual and then tried to get away with it and used your celebrity status as a position of power and if he didn't then it's not really my business and it's not really my problem but people people like to be right and people like to be morally superior and people do like to be woke. I'm not the kind of person that I don't like an issue because it's cool. I have always been interested in learning about culture and activism. Yeah, I think people... I think the term woke is a surface term like people like to try to understand a situation 
by glossing over the top layer and they consider themselves informed. And I think that there is so much deep inner complexity within every single issue, whether it's Army Hammer, whether it's the Royal Family, whether it's the Mandalorian, <laughs> whether it's Bobby the Vampire Slayer. There are so many layers that I think we conveniently try to ignore. We will put someone in this box. We'll be like, you have done a bad thing. You go into the bad box. And then we will shove them away. Whether or not that person, A, has done something bad that they should be shoved away for, or two, whether we have picked the wrong person to shove into that box. Yeah. I, we don't, I don't think we necessarily have any answers. We could talk for longer than 40 minutes about, about the issue of privacy and celebrity culture and personal versus professional life and have gone no, no further than we probably could have before we started talking. I think it just brings into question. That's a really good way of saying it. Why we as a society has decided that we could be the judge, trial, executioner, jury, not in the right order um, <laughs> for for everyone and anything. <laughs> I, honestly, I do feel like sometimes we do do it in that order. <laughs> we, we go, damnation, and then we go, oh, maybe we should have evaluated that a little bit more closely. You know when Hermione turns back time and she's... She does it when she thinks she's witnessing him, his head being chopped off. That's what I think of executioner. It's bad. Don't do it. <laughs> it's bad. Don't do it. My, my overall thought is, you know, be careful what you be careful what you say, because it could be shared on social media. <laughs> it could be used. <laughs> it could be used in a way that could ruin your career. Yeah. For good reasons and or misconstrued and misinformed reasons. A follow-up, I would like to amend my previous statement. Don't text. <laughs> just, just don't do it because those screenshots could be used for blackmail purposes. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happens, especially through text. So let us know what you guys want us to talk about. Guys, girls, theys, the gays, everybody on the future episodes. Do you like when we talk about more controversial topics? Do you like when we talk about more surface level topics? We like pop culture. <laughs> we would also love to talk about what interests you. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our loyal supporters. Y'all are doing great. Um, I hope you are doing great. If you're not doing great, like we'll think about you. We'll send positive vibes your way. Um, as always, you can find us on our social media, the Our Dramatic Assets podcast, ODA. One of those is our Instagram handle. <laughs> um, as well as we wish you good health. Stay safe out there in our current pandemic. I thought you were going to say as well as the haters. <laughs> but also the haters. 
Hey. Hey. Stay healthy. Stay well. Stay hydrated. And always stay dramatic. Stay dramatic. This has been another ODA podcast. Thank you, Rebecca. Goodbye. Goodbye.